I asked all the invisible forces to show me how to forgive. The violent, the selfish, the wrongdoers. Silence assumed. For many days and nights I waited, I wrote. In hopes of a glimmer that did not come until on one full moon night. As I kneel down in prayer, a short answer danced around the room, leaving as quickly as it came of a reminder I once heard yet forgotten. Such is the amnesia of being human. The whispers carried a long forgotten message that we are often hurt and betrayed by the anger and the fear of a person, but it is not them who has betrayed us. It is the lust, the greed, the anger, the fear that has consumed and betrayed them long before betraying us. Yet, Underneath it all, there exists a soul, an empty vessel, as innocent as a newborn child, to whom only love is the gift we want to give. Unless you are living as a recluse on the mountains, you will traverse a long life dealing with relationships. I don't know about you, but in school, no one taught me one of the key fundamental skills of being a human being, which I believe is to do with awareness and relating. No one taught me how to meditate or to communicate with a loved one when I'm angry. Part of the excruciating fun is to figure it all out as we go along. However, I must admit, some guidance would have been helpful in the beginning. To forgive means to accept parts of us that we don't see in our own selves. The parts that we have denied in us can be the blind spots. These parts without awareness and acceptance can make it very difficult to accept in others too. I had always denied anger as an emotion. Once I witnessed a family member overcome by anger, causing a lot of pain for both myself and someone else in the family. During the event, I remember crying in the shower as anger writhed its way up my body, puzzled with blame on how one human being could treat another human being. A week later, in the midst of an unhealthy state of mind, I was screaming down the phone to the family member who was in the situation with me the week prior where we were both hurt. I watched myself unfold in this moment. It was a scary thing to witness. 
of how I, a human being, could treat another human being. The topic of the conversation was different, yet the way I was reacting was still the same. Does that make me any different from the other person, the first culprit? In my opinion, no. Sometimes in our most shameful moments, we can learn a lot about ourselves. This is when I empathized with the angry family member. Amongst the chaos of my own emotions, I witnessed in me a state of self that, without patience and awareness, is capable of moving mountains in both positive and negative ways. I muscled up all the humility I could to apologize to the person I hurt. This was also my first step towards forgiving the person who had hurt me. It is really easy to not see someone else's perspective. It is also really easy to see someone else's perspective and not do anything about it. I will never know what it is like to walk in the shoes to live out the life of the person who has hurt me. Even with all of the imagination, logic and understanding I can muster, unless we swap bodies like they do in the movies, I will never know. I will never have the privilege of fully knowing. So how can I really justify holding the grudge? Why do you want to forgive? We won't go through life unscathed. I'm sure that by the end of our lives, all of us will have battle wounds, victory scars and many white flags waved mentally and physically. Part of the reason why forgiveness can be difficult is we become too fixated on either the situation of the betrayal we feel or we have a lack of perspective on what our desired outcome of the situation is, especially with the person who have hurt us. We can justify the first two quite easily. The situation was unfair, illogical, sometimes even pathological. The person has betrayed us and hurt us. But when all is said and done, when you have read the books and watched the videos to understand the meaning of the situation, what do you ultimately want? For me, I wanted to create a strong relationship with the person who hurt me. That was what I wanted. 
even though every part of me wanted to run in the opposite direction and move on with my life, I couldn't deny this wanting. I had to want this relationship more strongly than to keep repeating the thoughts in my mind of their wrongdoing and how they made me feel. Forgiveness doesn't mean going back to the way things were. I'm not telling you to stay in an abusive relationship or allow someone to keep violating your boundaries. For you, forgiveness might mean having a peace of mind. Therefore, you forgive the person and you continue on with your life. Sometimes you don't need to communicate and say, I forgive you to the person. You can forgive within your heart, move on and be at peace. Everyone will deal with forgiveness in their own way. For example, I like to communicate first before moving on. Whereas my sister can forgive internally and move on. As my hairdresser would say about managing my short hair, you will find your way. Forgiveness takes time. We don't reach the peak of a mountain without stopping along the way. We need to stop and take some rests to eat and to sleep. Forgiveness also works on a slow pace because ultimately, even with our forgiveness, the other person may or may not change. And ultimately, we are not in control of them. Therefore, we keep taking rest we eat, we sleep, and we continue to climb the mountain as things continue to unfold in the relationship. Someone once told me in witnessing the darker parts of humanity to never lose hope. It is easy to climb the mountain mumbling in bitterness as we rest, eat and sleep. It won't make us reach the peak any quicker nor does it make it an enjoyable climb. So let us all climb to the peak of our own personal mountains without making things harder for ourselves.